everybody, welcome to the Creative Rising Snacks Edition. Practical bite-sized tips for your creative journey. One popular topic on the Creative Rising has been around the panic of presenting. It can be a big fear for everyone, but an essential skill for creatives who want to rise up in the ranks of their career or simply have more influence over the decision-making process. And when you have the mic and the floor, there's this question in your head, will you be the hero or will you be a has-been, a leader or a loser, famous or a failure? Sometimes that all depends. It all depends on who you are presenting to because it always comes down to the decision maker in the room and tailoring that presentation to that person. And I sat down recently with speaker and creative guru Sam Harrison to talk about this topic and to ask him how he best wins over that decision maker when he's presenting. Here's what he had to say. I start by trying to think about uh, rather than winning them over, trying to go over to them, uh, go over to their side and try to understand those decision makers as best I can. Uh, You know, understand the decision making process that they have. How do they make decisions? Uh, What are their time frames and timelines? When's the best time to approach the decision maker? Some people, it's better to approach them in the morning, some in the afternoon, some... Uh, you need to find those kind of things out. And also, what makes the decision maker laugh, cry, or scream? What makes them mad? What makes them compassionate? And what entertains them? And if you can find out those things, if you get to know more about the decision makers, in addition to to their work uh, process, uh, then I think it will be better as far as uh, winning them over. Uh, also, of course, understanding the markets and the customers is, is really important. I, I was in New York uh, uh, late last fall and uh, heard uh, uh, Ina Garden, the barefoot contessa, the, the TV personality. She, she's had a food show for years and she's written countless cookbooks. And she told the story about she was uh, teaching a class, a small class of students how to how to make one of her recipes and one of the instruction was to mash a banana and she looked around the room and everybody was busy mashing the banana but one of the students was trying to do it with a spoon rather than a fork so that person was chasing the banana around the bowl with a spoon trying to mash it and she quietly went over and replaced that spoon with a fork and uh, she showed her how to, how to mash it much more quickly. And Ina Gardner said it made her realize, well, if that person did not know how to do it, other people won't know how to do it either. So she reminded herself to put that in her next cookbook. Uh, make sure you mash the banana with a fork. And I thought that was a great example of paying attention to details in the marketplace. And that's what we have to do if we really want to sell our decision-making on ideas is know the marketplace so well that we know those small details that we can work those into ideas and into our presentation. Of course, connect our ideas with needs. And I used to always tell my teams, when you're presenting, 
or even when you're preparing to present, pretend that your decision maker has a T-shirt on that says, why should I care? Why should I care? Because it's not about us. It's about that decision maker. Why should he or she care about the idea that we're about to show? And if we know that, then we'll score a win a lot of the times. And then the last question is, how can I help? How can I help this decision maker to better understand my idea, to better understand what I'm trying to get across? And if we go in it with an attitude of how can I help, again, a lot of times we'll have a successful presentation because decision makers want to know that we care about them as much as we want them to care about us. Uh, while I'm on the food theme, James Beard, the, the legendary food critic, used to always be stopped in airports and elsewhere and be asked, what's your favorite restaurant? And his reply was always one sentence. He said, it's the same as yours. It's the one that loves me the most. And I think that's true. If we think about the restaurants we like to go to, it's usually the ones where the people in the restaurant care about us. And so it is with our decision makers. So we need to show them what we care about them by presenting them with ideas that solve their problems. So a few quick tips is know the room. Uh, know the room, not just know the room as far as the people in it, but physically know the room. Blake, you and I have talked about this, how when both of us go to speak, uh, we always check out the room in advance. I, I, I can count on one hand the number of times that I've gone to speak where I haven't looked at the room in advance. And it helps because I have that room in my head. As I'm preparing my talk and thinking about my talk, I know exactly where I'm going to be standing and how that room's going to feel. And not only that, if I see any problems with that room, I can work them out in advance and I don't have to deal with that once I get in the room. So know the room. That's one quick tip. Uh, when you're preparing, make sure your, pre your presentation is the right length and in the right order and that you're going to deliver it at the right speed. Right length, right order, right speed. Speak in teaspoons and not buckets. Uh, try not to overload and overwhelm the people that you're presenting to. Try to make it condensed. Cut the fat, keep the muscle. And, of course, be sold yourself. It's hard to sell an idea if you're not sold on the idea yourself. So make sure your enthusiasm is there. You may have worked on that idea for a long time. You may be tired of it, but you need to act like it's the first time you've seen it and go in there enthusiastic about the idea. And then, of course, speak the language of the decision maker. Don't speak in design language or marketing language. Speak in the language of the decision maker that you're talking to. And be sure to get the idea off of the table and into reality. Uh, if you just talk about the idea that's sitting right in front of them, uh, it may be pretty, pretty flat. But if you talk about how it's going to look in the real world and how it's going to serve the customers in the future, then they can start visualizing that along with you. So do that and be a storyteller. Uh, talk to the head, but also talk to the heart. I don't care how much you may think your decision maker is all facts and, and no emotions. But if you really dig in and get to know him or her, you'll find out that they've got a hobby or they've got a sport or there's something that, that gets to their emotions. So I, I know I had a decision maker one time in New York, 
And he was the hardest guy that I ever had to present to. But I found out he loved to fish. And I can't tell you how many stories I told about fishing (laughs) when I would present to him. And every time his eyes would light up. And if I could connect that to the idea that I was talking about, he would be more likely to buy it. So I think that we need to talk to the heads and the hearts and be a storyteller. And then finally, practice, practice, practice. You know, a lot of times we think, well, I know the idea, so I know how to present it. Usually that's the furthest from the truth because it, just because we've come up with the idea doesn't mean we, we know how to present it because we need to present it in a different way than how we came up with it. So think about that and think about how can I present this where it makes sense to my decision maker and go forth in that manner. So do those things. As a sign off, though, remember you can't win them all. You can have the ripest, juiciest tomatoes in the market, but there's always going to be somebody that hates tomatoes. So, so you're not going to win them all, you know, but, but just be persistent. Uh, Tim Ferriss, the, the podcaster and the author of several books, was turned down 27 times when he was pitching the four-hour work week which became ultimately a huge bestseller and actually made him a household name. So don't give up too soon. Stick with ideas and apply some of these tips and and keep trying to uh, bring the decision maker into your account. All right, there you have it. That is our snack for you today. If you liked what Sam had to share, there is more to be said on presenting well and winning in the boardroom in his new book, Creative Zing. You can find that wherever you get your books. And hey, thanks for snacking with me today. If you have ideas for future bite-sized topics, let me know. Email me at hello at thecreativerising.com or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That always helps others find the show. And who knows, I might just read that review on air. Until next time, I'm your host, Blake Howard, signing off.